Hi, Rodney Jane here. At Bob Jane T-Marts, we're all about safer holiday driving. This April, get one tyre free when you buy three selected Bridgestone, Yokohama or Dunlop tyres. Plus, up to $150 instant cash back on selected tyre brands like Bridgestone, Michelin, Pirelli, Goodyear, Continental and Dunlop. We won't be beaten with our best tyre price guarantee. Shop online at bobjane.com.au. At Bob Jane T-Marts, we'll look after you. Taste and see supply. This is Parked Up Plus, the place of pace for motor racing news, powered by race fuels in association with Bob Jane T-Marts. From supercars to club racing, race fuels keeps Australian motorsport moving, supplying premium products when and where racers need them. And fueling the latest news and views is Parked Up Plus. Each week, multi-award winning journalist Mark Fogarty brings the big stories and talks to the big names. If it matters in motorsport, you'll hear it first, right here on Parked Up Plus. Coming up, how Avalon's super circuit will happen. Bargs versus the world. Aussie TCR attack. Gen 3 remediation. What's changing for Perth? And beyond. All this and more straight ahead on Parked Up Plus. Here's folks. Hi there, race fans. As we predicted last week, after first revealing the project months ago, Avalon has been confirmed as the site of a proposed international circuit within reach of Melbourne. The Victoria government announced funding for the planning and design of a car and motorcycle racing track dubbed as Victoria's new home of motorsport. Parked Up Plus can reveal that there's much more to this than meets the eye. It's the first stage of a $250 million plan to establish a multi-purpose motorsport complex alongside Avalon Airport, which is close to major regional city Geelong and about 50 kilometres southwest of Melbourne on the Princes Freeway. Work is already well underway on planning and track design by project manager Tim Bamford, a former boss of the Australian Grand Prix Corporation. Now, we can reveal that the main thrust over the next nine months will be a feasibility study to support an application to the Victoria government for full funding of the track, targeted to be up and running by the end of 2026 or early 2027. It'll be built alongside Avalon Airport, which is operated by Lynn Fox, which also owns the Phillip Island Grand Prix circuit. But we understand that Lynn Fox won't have a financial stake in the project, which will be operated by Motorsport Australia on a long-term lease. So there's still a long way to go before the Avalon track gets the go-ahead. If everything goes well, it's understood government backing will be included in the 2024 state budget. Victoria's proposed new home of motorsport at Avalon would eventually take over from Sandown for supercars. It's billed as Australia versus the world. In November, Sydney Motorsport Park will join Bathurst hosting back-to-back -back rounds of the new TCR World Tour. The world's best TCR drivers and teams will take on the locals in the biggest international touring car racing events here 
since the Super Touring Bathurst 1000s in 1997 and 1998. Second generation rising star Ben Bagwana will represent Australia in the opening two rounds of the TCR World Tour starting next week at Port Mayo in Portugal and then moving on to the famed Spa-Francorchamps track at the end of next month. First though, here's Network R's Heath McAlpine with his explainer of how TCR World Tour will work. The inaugural Kumo TCR World Tour will be conducted across eight rounds starting in a fortnight's time in Portugal. The first four rounds will be held in Europe before conducting two rounds in South America and arriving in Australia. Last week, Sydney Motorsport Park was confirmed as the first venue the Kumo TCR World Tour will stop at in Australia. The next week, Mount Panorama will host the tour as part of the Super Cheap Auto Bathurst International, which was announced in November. It will be a rapid finish to the Kumo TCR World Tour as the two Australian events are back-to-back, followed a week later by the final round of Macau, all scheduled for November. Drivers in each of the TCR categories worldwide score points based on a number of parameters including the field size and whether it's a regional or national series. All Kumo TCR World Tour events will award double points. The top 45 drivers in the TCR World Rankings qualify for the TCR World Tour scheduled to take place next year. The venue is rumoured to be Yas Marina. These drivers will be joined by the top 15 from the Kumo TCR World Tour Rankings where heats and an eventual finale will decide the World Touring Car Cup. Currently Australian drivers Tony Delberto, Will Brown, Jordan Cox, Aaron Cameron and Bailey Sweeney are ranked inside the top 45. Ben Barguana will be one to keep an eye on as he contests the opening two rounds of the Kumo TCR World Tour at Portimao and Spa, which will enhance his chances of qualifying for the TCR World Final. The Kumo TCR World Tour will bring multiple world champions to Australian shores in November, including the likes of Rob Huff, Jan Erlichay, Ted Bjork, Mikhail Asgona and Norbert Michelitz, with more set to be announced. This is Heath McAlpine reporting for Parked Up Plus. Ben Barguana, son of Bathurst 1000 winner Jason, is off to Portugal to contest the first round of the TCR World Tour. Bargs Jr. will race a Peugeot 308 TCR run by Claret Sport, with some backing from his local sponsor, Burson Auto Parts. He'll be home for the next round of the TCR Australia Series at Phillip Island next month, before going back for the second World Tour event at Spa in Belgium. Baguana can't wait to take on the world's best two-litre touring car races. First round of the uh, TCR World Tour. It's coming up in two weeks' time for me. Look, I- I'm stoked. I'm I'm really pumped, and I'm actually quite nervous as well. But look, we're gonna we're gonna be the only Peugeot out there, so um, expectations really just give it the best shot. Um, and see if we can fight inside that top 10. But, yeah, look, I'm, I'm so excited for it. Well, it certainly does sound exciting, getting stuck in amongst all those stars of, of TCR. Do you really think top 10 is realistic? Um, look, yeah, I think so. We've, we've learned a lot with this Peugeot uh, back here in Australia. Um, we're starting to find a lot of speed with it, and I think we can take that overseas. Um, Claire A Sport have, you know, they've won lots of races overseas. So, 
um, I think I've got I've got the tools around me. I I think I can go do the job. So, uh, we'll, but look, I'll tell you on the Sunday night of Portugal if if we're fast enough. Two big events to kick things off at the Portimao circuit in Portugal, and then you go to the big one, Spa. I mean, both tracks. Well, interesting, but both certainly Spa quite daunting. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they're both going to be daunting. I think Portugal for me is going to be a totally new experience. Obviously, I've never raced overseas. So, um, look, getting used to the, the whole foreign country thing, a totally different racetrack. Um, it's going to be exciting. And then going to Spa. I mean, everyone knows what Spa is. It's it's one of the coolest tracks in the world. Um, and uh, I don't get much testing when I go to Spa. So, it's going to be very daunting. Um, I'm going to have to be on my game. But, look, I, I can't wait for it. It's going to be one of the best experiences of my life. Bargs hopes that, along with the two Aussie rounds, his overseas adventure will get him into the TCR World Tour final. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think that's our plan. When we saw the whole um, thing get announced and, and sort of how it operates, we wanted to get invited to that to that final round um or the, the the showdown or whatever it's going to be called and yeah look giving the two overseas events are going to give me a great opportunity plus the ones back at home so we'll give it we'll we'll put our best foot forward um and hopefully we get invited and one would imagine the international competition you're going through will um really sharpen you up for um for the local series Oh, absolutely. And everyone I've, I've seen over the years or talked to or anyone I know who's ever gone overseas and raced and come back to Australia has come off better. So I think it will definitely sharpen me up. I'm going to learn a few tricks from the big boys over there. Um, and, yeah, I'll hopefully be able to come out swinging when I come back to Australia. Ben Barguana is convinced the TCR World Tour's visit to Australia in November will be a big deal. Uh, I think it's going to be really epic for not only TCR, but Australian motorsport. Obviously, it's going to be a pretty big event. We're going to have lots of TCR cars on the grid and some of the best talent around the world. So I think, look, it it can do really good things for this sport um, and especially this category. I hope it does uh, does sort of leapfrog the category because um, it, it, it would be really good to see if this is a regular thing year in and year out. Um, and I think if people uh, do tend to uh, do tune in to watch those weekends, they'll see how amazing TCR racing actually is and they want more of it. So, um, look, fingers crossed it does the best things for the category. Um, and hopefully with what I'm doing going overseas, it excite, excites some young talent to want to do the same thing. Um, and and it, it becomes a new pathway for, for young kids. Bugs Jr. will be accompanied overseas by his dad, Jason. More after this short break. Race Fuels is Australia's leading supplier of racing fuel to national and state-level motorsport. And its range of racing fuels includes the BP Supercars E85, which is available to grassroots races. For power and protection over pump fuel, Race Fuels imports the Elf Race 102, as used by Porsche Carrera Cup and the Touring Car Masters. More info on Racefuel's E85 and Elf Race 102 is available at racefuel.com.au. 
www.supercars.com.au. You're listening to Parked Up Plus with Mark Fogarty. Welcome back. Supercars resumes next week with the Perth Super Sprint at Wanneroo Raceway. Plenty of Gen 3 rectification going on with supercars confirming fixes to make the cars more crash repairable and the Mustangs less engine fire prone. Meantime, tests have verified that the centre of gravity of both cars is well within the very small tolerance of variation. In fact, the difference is less than 20% of when the COG of the previous Mustang and ZB Commodore were measured back in 2019. So nothing to see here, according to Supercars. Talks will continue this week between Supercars and Ford over engine parity issues. Mustang teams maintain that engine response in gears 4, 5 and 6 is inferior to the Camaro. An adjustment of the engine electronics could be agreed by Perth, if not certainly by the next round at Simmons Plains. An update on the sale of the Gen 3 prototypes. Supercars now says they're not actively on the market, but that they're open to offers. In fact, talks to sell the Gen 3 Camaro and Mustang development mules have stalled. There's no official price tag on each, but there have been offers from collectors of more than $1 million each. Back after this important message. The Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racing Podcast is all in the name. It's all motorsport. Focused on those who make significant contributions to the sport we love. Correct. Some people might only see a dozen motor racing events each year, but the truth is that our sport never stops. Almost every weekend there's a car race going on somewhere. And Gaz, you're at most of them. Ah, yes, and if I'm not there, you certainly are. And you'll hear from us on the Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racing Podcast every fortnight. You're listening to Parked Up Plus with Mark Fogarty. And we're on the dash to the chequered flag. IndyCar, WEC and MotoGP were the highlights of the weekend's racing. Here with his roundup of what happened overseas and also here is Grant Rowley. Thanks to our partner, Bob Jane Tima. While the Repco Supercars Championship and Formula One enjoy an early season break, there were still lots of racing, both home and abroad, over the weekend. MotoGP was held at the Circuit of Americas in Texas, and while Italian Francesco Bagnaia took the sprint victory, it was Honda's Alex Rins who claimed the main race win. It was a momentous day for Honda, because other than Marc Marquez, Rins became the first driver to take a victory for the Japanese brand since Carl Crocciolo in 2018. Rins won from Ducati's Luca Marini and reigning MotoGP champion Fabio Quartararo. Australian Jack Miller failed to finish. In IndyCar, young gun Kyle Kirkwood won his maiden race on the streets of Long Beach. Leading from start to finish, Kirkwood held off a late charge from Romain Grosjean to take the win. Marcus Ericsson was third. Australian and reigning IndyCar champion Will Power was sixth, while Scott McLaughlin finished 10th and Scott Dixon retired. Fellow New Zealander Marcus Armstrong was eighth. 
Sharing the main billing at Long Beach was the IMSA Sports Car Championship, where Porsche scored its first prototype victory in the new era. Continuing with the Porsche theme, reigning Michelin Sprint Challenge winner Thomas Sargent took a pair of second places in Carrera Cup North America as part of the Long Beach weekend. On the other side of the world, Toyota continued its dominance in the World Endurance Championship at Portimao. It was a 1-2 result for the Japanese brand, as Ferrari followed with its two entries ahead of Peugeot rounding out the top five. On home soil, Sydney Motorsport Park hosted the second weekend of the New South Wales Motor Racing Championships, where Toyota launched its 86 scholarship series. Used as a pre-qualifying measure to enter the main series, 35 entries battled it out on the weekend as former development series driver Marcus Liddell took a clean sweep. Max Gagan, Cody Bircher and Lachlan Bloxham also locked in spots. The scholarship will run alongside state and Motorsport Australia Trophy Series meetings during its inaugural season. Another national title at Sydney Motorsport Park over the weekend was the Australian Formula Ford Crown. Sonic Motor Racing Services driver Matt Hillier took the opening two races before a clash in the final race prevented a clean sweep. CHE Racing's title fighter Zach Lobko won the final race. That's the racing news from home and abroad. My name is Grant Rowley reporting for Parked Up Plus with special thanks to our great partner at Bob Jane T-Marts. More from Grant in Parked Up on Thursday. Well, that's it for now. Back next week with the latest news and views on what's happening in motorsport. In the meantime, tune in to Parked Up with Grant Rowley on Thursday. You'll never know who turns up for a more lively discussion on the week that just happened and, of course, the week ahead. And don't forget Network R's other must-listen podcasts. Tanea McLeod and Prayer Richards present Girls on the Grid each Monday and every second Friday, Gary O'Brien and Darren Smith host the Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racing Show. This has been Parked Up Plus, where you hear the big news from the big names every week. I'm Mark Fogarty. Thanks for listening. You've just listened to another Network R production.